The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The human mind, body, emotions, and spirit are more powerful than anyone can imagine, and we can learn to use them in new and powerful ways to create the life we've always dreamed of. On our program today, with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon, we'll address who you are, how to come to know what you believe and why, how to accept and love yourself, and how you can make changes that help you create the empowered, happy, successful life you want. Now, here's your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon. We're broadcasting from Fountain Hills, Arizona, and I'm so delighted to have you with us today. And right on cue, because I don't want him to, my dog is starting to bark. He gets to go to the bedroom for shows, and he loves it because he gets all kinds of treats. But if anything moves outside, he's going to let me know. So if you hear him, that's just smarty. Bless him and let it go. Uh, Yeah. Sometimes we get so caught up. And what's going on in our lives that we forget that things are always changing, especially when we're in a really bad place. We think, oh, it's going to be forever. And it isn't. No, it changes in ways that we don't always expect. In my life, I've been a nurse, a wife, a mother, a therapist, an entrepreneur, a blogger, a talk show host. And those are just the few things. I've had periods of hardship, of agony, of learning of happiness, and of great joy. And sometimes all of those are all going on almost at the same time. I've had times of peace and times of tumult, sometimes very closely spaced. I've moved from good times to bad times, back and forth. If you don't like where you are right now, know two things. It will change, and you have the power to instigate the change. We experience, we grow, and we evolve. All of my past combined has created the reality I have now, and I've learned that I can create what's coming next. Our guest today says, and I quote, The experiences of life may bring injury to the physical, mental, or emotional aspects of an individual. The propelled heart as the attitude of wanting to move forward in life, to learn about how the relationships, experiences, and various interactions can serve as opportunities for the evolution of being. It's this evolution of being that we're going to talk about today and how we get from the bad stuff to the good stuff. Our guest is Dr. Tony Luisa Rivera. She graduated from Life Chiropractic College in Marietta, Georgia in 1985 and interned with world-renowned chiropractor Dr. Larry J. Trowell. This prepared her for the opening of her first private practice, which was in Puerto Rico. By the end of her first four months, she was serving 70 
people a day. Imagine seeing, spending time with, and treating 70 people a day. I can't even imagine it. Being in a rural part of the island, the office was the last resort for most of these people. There were no other options, and her reputation, the reputation of the young woman who worked only with her hands, began to grow. During those eight years in practice, she learned that complete healing comes through the ability to access body wisdom. Listen to that phrase, body wisdom. She is the author of the recently published The Propelled Heart, Moving from Injury to Insight, and she is the founder of Intuition Mastery, a workshop series dedicated to the development of intuitive skills for access to inner wisdom. And it is my absolute pleasure to welcome Dr. Tony Luisa Rivera to the Self-Improvement Show. Tony, welcome. Well, thank you so much for having me, Irene. It's such a pleasure to be here. I'm delighted, and and you're in Santa Fe, as I understand, or I'm, I do I have the wrong town? That's it, Santa Fe, New Mexico. Beautiful, beautiful little town. One of my very favorites. I love it just just because of the way it feels. <laughs> I love that town. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about yourself. Who is Tony Luisa Rivera? Well, I am a dedicated person. I'm very enthusiastic about facilitating people and discovering their own inner wisdom, that body wisdom within them that leads to healing. And that that potential is within each and every person. So I, I that's my enthusiastic uh, expression in life. And it's an exciting one, and, and, and it was an interesting journey, and we're going to talk about that very soon. You have a book, we just mentioned it, The Propelled Heart, Moving from Injury to Insight. How did you come to write this book? What inspired you to put all of this on paper? Oh, that's such a great question. I had for years been saying, you know, and people would tell me, you should write a book, you should write a book, but... Several years ago, it struck me that the timing was perfect. You know how that, from somewhere from within, it was like now is the time. Yeah, and I had now. met, I had met to write a book. Many times, my um, my uh, inspiration is to help others. And as I began to write the book for others, I realized that my story also was a part of that. And I hadn't meant to include it, but boy, there it was. And so the first part of the book is that memoir part, and then the second part of the book, the self-help guide. So to share some of the things I've learned over my 30 years in practice of how people can work with themselves. So it was just the right time. It was the right time. It's interesting how many times we start and, and never finish, and then the right time hits, and it flows. <laughs> Who can benefit the most from reading your book? Well, I think... You know, anyone could get something out of it, but especially that person that's longing to know, how how do I go about this? You know, because in so many places, especially today, we hear that advice of, you know, listen to your body, listen to your body, but how do I start? So this is very uh, simple yet profound exercises to really step-by-step take that person who wants to know how can I make an impact with myself and learn more about myself? So that curious person who wants some guidance. And, 
everybody should be curious about what their body is trying to say, really. <laughs> now, before we get into it, what is a propelled heart? The propelled heart. You know, the phrase, uh, one of my spiritual teachers used the phrase to indicate a time in a person's life when they begin to, instead of wanting to sit in the why me, which is a part, a phase in the beginning of healing, but to move forward, and that propelled heart is looking to learn. So instead of why, it's what for. What am I learning from this, or how can I use this to bring gifts into the world? And so there is that that movement forward that you mentioned in the beginning. Movement forward, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm doing some, asking you some of these things because I want to set the tone for where we're going next. Now, right. Most people are familiar with chiropractic, but they may not be familiar with the Rubenfeld Synergy Method. Since it's important to your story and to the second half of the book, tell us a little bit about what it is. Well, the Rubenfeld Synergy Method was developed by Alana Rubenfeld, who had the foresight over 40 years ago to look at combining uh, different approaches with the body. So um, she herself was one of the first women conductors to graduate from Juilliard in 1959, and as she conducted, started to develop some neck problems, and then when she went to a body worker, she had emotions come up. So then when she went to the therapist for the emotions, they didn't touch So the emotions didn't come up, and she had the insight to, we need to combine talk and touch. And uh, so she had the fortune to work with some of the the, uh, forerunners of many practitioners today, but uh, Fritz and Laura Pearls, who were the founders of Gestalt Psychotherapy, and Moshe Feldenkrais himself. So she combined talk, touch, and movement, and as an exploration for the client. Instead of a treatment to help get rid of something, her epiphany was if we could listen to what the body's actually saying uh, and instead of trying to make it go away, really allow it to express uh, that that was the key to a deeper healing. So that epiphany led to her creating the Rubenfeld Synergy Method. And so it's very much an exploration about awareness of the client into that body wisdom. So it's a very... It's and, a, mm-hmm. Go ahead. And, and you know, it's, it was very insightful back then because it wasn't that popular or well-known, was it? At all. In those times, no. Mm-hmm. Now, your, your book is divided into two parts, as you said. The first part is your personal story which you call, and I think this is really an interesting way to title it, from injury to our injury to impasse. Mm-hmm. And the second part is called impasse to insight. And it's just such an interesting way to title it. I, I want to start with your story, and we're getting really close to break. Um, I don't I don't think I want to break up your story. So I think I'm going to ask if we can go to break now, and when we come back, we'll have a little more time to spend with with you on your story. I think your story is so important that I'm going to say let's go to break now. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Dr. Louis, Tony Luisa Rivera, saying stay tuned. We're going to be right back. 
build your better business, achieve that goal, make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. It's time to access your magic. Tune in each week to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with your host, Glenice Hughes. Our topics cover finances, personal health, business, relationships, mediumship, and so much more. If you want to access all that is possible in your life, listen to Glenice and her expert guests who've turned the impossible into the possible. Living in the Magic of Possibilities is heard live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to The Self-Improvement Show. Our guest today is Dr. Tony Rivera. She's written a lovely book called The Propelled Heart, and it's very informative. I think it's an important book for those of you who want to understand what's happening in your body and how you can discover it. She has a dynamic, important story, and I'm just going to ask her to tell us her story before we get into the second part of the book, which is listening to your body. Tony, tell us how you got from where you started to where you are now. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much, Irene, for giving me the chance to share because I feel that in sharing uh, stories, especially when it's a personal story, we do help others. And I found myself, as you had mentioned earlier, I had that practice in Puerto Rico where I um, was seeing 70 people a day, uh, 350 people a week, and just tooling away over there. And I had always been kind of a workaholic person. And what I saw was that when people had a mental, emotional issue reoccur in their life, in the same physical symptoms or injury would reignite and be a problem again. So I became curious and started searching for how to address mental, emotional issues. And I found, I discovered Rubenfeld Synergy Method and Alana Rubenfeld and went to, I when I first met her, I said, I have to study with this woman, and I did uh, dive into that work, and part of the training was to receive sessions, and it, when I started receiving the sessions, what I discovered was I had some mental, emotional issues that were stored in my body that actually were driving me 
to that workaholism, uh, you know, workaholic and really not taking care of my own health, which I could get away with when I was younger, but it was starting to wear on me already. And what I discovered was that I actually had a uh, sexual abuse in my childhood, and it was had all occurred before five years old. And when I started having uh, sessions and going deeper into what my body was telling me, it was quite surprising to first realize that something had happened to me. The memory, the understanding didn't happen all at once. It was in bits and pieces, and one of the first things was that when someone else touched me uh, with a listening touch like Rubenfeld Synergy uses, I felt I was like a thin rock on top and nothing inside. And I just couldn't understand how I could have nothing inside, what had happened to make me feel that way. And as I worked with and followed the story of my body and the wisdom that was held within my body, I started having memories and dreams and piecing together what had what had happened and then verifying with uh, different looking into the history of my family and you know things that people don't want to talk about i discovered that this sexual abuse had happened and started to understand how it had actually been driving me uh on to wanting to please others and sacrifice myself for others and really though it's wonderful to help others. We can't uh, sacrifice our own health and well-being for others. That's not what people want either. So that journey began through that discovery. And then, of course, was healing it. And that did take uh, several years. And I would say that I'm still, of course, uh, while we're here on this earth, we're here to heal and deeper and deeper. And um, what has changed in my life through working with these difficult memories is that I am able to enjoy my life more fully. I am on my own radar. I enjoy my life. I include myself in my life in a way of what do I enjoy and um, enjoying my animals and the activities that I like to do in my life and the people in my life rather than just working to remove other people's pain. So um, it's also helped me to be present and facilitate others discovering their own body wisdom. So instead of the chiropractor taking away pain, I now have become a person who can be present with whatever comes up for people and help them discover their way of healing and to actually be able to facilitate that and not take any experience away from them by uh, hiding what the body's message is trying to, the body's trying to show what message it's trying to bring through the sensations that it's having. And through discovering the body wisdom, actually the symptoms decrease and heal, and even deeper diseases are facilitated and feel healing more quickly and more fully through listening to the body's wisdoms and the messages that it has for us. So it's quite it's quite a wonderful thing. <laughs> are people surprised, this is a sort of an off-the-cuff question, but are people sometimes surprised, or often surprised is probably closer, to what comes from the sessions, you know, as things begin to unravel 
Are they surprised by the things that may be um, deep-seated that are bringing about their symptoms? It is often surprising. You know, there are many of us nowadays in our society, especially, we want to figure everything out, you know. And the body's wisdom is that it has a direct insight, an intuitive insight, which many times people are surprised that whatever is revealed is actually the way towards healing or that actually something that they thought they had buried is actually there waiting to be listened to and to be healed. So very often there are surprises, and part of my job is to help people slow down enough and go inside themselves enough. So to kind of change from a beta brainwave analyzing state into a more daydreamy alpha allowing insight to come in state and keep them on that until they have their own insight or epiphany into um, what's happening there. And so very often it's surprising for people. Going back a little bit into your story, what brought you, well, you, you made the connection between the reoccurrence of symptoms and, and the emotional state of your client. What, though, brought you from chiropractic in Puerto Rico to study? Was it this new awareness that you were developing and you found somebody who could teach you? Or, you know, was the practice of seeing 70 people a day just, <laughs> you know, wearing you down? What, or was it a combination of things that brought you... Well, you know, it was so interesting because at the time, uh, I started my practice in 1985, right after I graduated, and at that time, I was a reader, and I became fascinated with uh, Deepak Chopra. He had just come out with his first books. Oh, I remember that. I was, too. I I devoured. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, Bernie Siegel and uh, Norman Cousins, this idea of healing completely. Not just removing symptoms, <laughs> right? Exactly. Right. And so then when I started seeing in my clients, I was like, well, gee, you know, uh, he had a low back injury and some client, and we resolved it through chiropractic, and here he comes three years later, and oh, my goodness, he's talking again about being worried about his children and money, and oh, there's the same problem. And so I did search and study several different things like neuro-linguistic programming and things like that. But um, when I met Alana, and she, I volunteered to go up on the table at uh, the Institute of Noetic Sciences Conference in Washington, D.C., and I think that was back in 93, and I volunteered to go on the table, and w- I had really been uh, driven to my edge. I was having dreams of a monster chasing me, and... Um, through that session, I realized that the monster was the office and that I had created it, but I couldn't leave it. Ah, and then, that makes perfect right? sense. And then during the session, she helped me discover that I actually could and probably should, not only for my own health, but my own evolution, to uh, be able to free myself from this, this uh the monster I had created of just relieving symptomatic pain. And uh, she really helped me to 
open the door to possibility, and I was able to actually sell my practice and uh, move to the States and, and study and be by her side for over 10 years. And it's it's paying off for many, many people. I, I, I know it is. One of the things you state in your book is this. The body has an awareness, a wisdom about our lives that is singular. The point of view that our body has of our lives and the way that it expresses this opinion is unique. Expand on that a little bit. I think it really will help our listeners to know you know, what you do, where you're coming from, and what you're talking about, just to, you know, finish that thought. Well, that is such a great uh, place to bring up because I feel many times, especially in the last few years, it seems people have uh, developed a kind of relationship with their body where they feel a victim to their body. You know, the body's doing something I don't understand, or why is it hurting like this, or why do I have this uh, diagnosis, some disease? And the body always tells the truth. The body has that singular view of our life, as you mentioned in my quote, that it doesn't uh, analyze or decide, well, I'm going to show this or that. It is responding exactly to our thoughts and the way we live our life. So if we take a an observer view of what our body's saying through sensation about our life, there's the clue of where there's a problem, an issue, a person, a relationship, a job, um, even if we have the wrong bed or shoes, your body is telling you through sensation what you need to address. It's not picking and choosing. It's going straight to what's important in that moment. So it's that's, interesting what, I, yeah, that that's what I mean by that, that point of view. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting to say that because I, one of the things I was going to use as an example, I noticed this morning, I go walk every morning and I noticed that my toe hurt. And I'm thinking, what's going on with my toe? And I, I have a callus on it. That when it gets bigger, it hurts. And I'm thinking, is that some special kind of message or does it just mean I need to work on that callus? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, the way to do, because sometimes there is something physical that needs to change. And many times there's an underlying reason why, you know, it chose the toe. Your body chose the toe instead of your ankle to be sore or something like that. So um, it's when we go inside and kind of uh, feel the feeling, and, and that's where I have some exercises in the book. One of the first ones is about listening to the wisdom of the physical sensation when we describe to ourselves how it feels, like does it pinch, does it stab, whatever that is, and then allow that sensation, because it slows our mind down, to guide us into some people are visual and they'll get pictures or there might be a memory or an emotion. And by then acknowledging, I know you're feeling pinched right now and I see that dark red color and I know you're feeling anxious. And by acknowledging that body part, many times right there, there'll be a change just through the acknowledgement. And you can ask for a message, and it will either say, you know, change your shoes, or it might say, um, I'm being pinched in this situation at work. Or both. Right. Both, yeah. I think mine's saying, you need some new shoes, girl. (laughs) 
<laughs> I live in this lovely little town that doesn't have a, a great big bunch of shopping outlets and you know I have to go into Scottsdale to do that and I'd rather have the pinched toe <laughs> oh well you better watch out because you might it, you know um, in the one of my other mentors in chiropractic uh, Donald Epstein the founder of network uh, spinal analysis said that we need to listen to our body's whispers so that we don't have to endure its screams. <laughs> That's one thing. I almost put that in. Um, and it is, it is the truth. But yeah, we don't okay. listen to our body's whispers. Do you find that most people are in such a rush that they don't pay attention? And I know in most of my life I thought, well, I don't have time for this right now. I'll, you know, think I'm a Scarlett O'Hara type. No, I'll deal with it later. Or, oh, that's not really important. I can, I can put up with it. Exactly. That's exactly what happens to people. And many times, unfortunately, when people come uh, to the practice, may, they might know there's some oh emotional issue or something that's weighing on them. But it's usually the physical symptom getting so bad that they can't ignore it anymore that is really the driving force. Like, I just can't, I can't sit for work anymore. I can't, uh, you know, lift things or whatever it is. It's so, sometimes I even say it's been there 30 or 40 years, little, and then finally it got so bad they couldn't ignore it. And unfortunately, I think it's a symptom in our society, but it's also a way of um, ignoring ourselves and our needs. And I think that's one of the things we need to change in our culture is truly acknowledging our value and worth and that we deserve to be healthy and happy and and pain-free. And I'm going to come back to that thought after a break. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Dr. Tony Rivera, saying stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more. on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world and that includes you visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment do you have complete control over your thoughts and your life it seems like we do but there are always outside forces that are wreaking havoc with that control how do we get our thoughts back on track so to speak listen for help my thoughts are holding me hostage with dr. Jeffrey Fannin when you command the power of thought you can achieve or have whatever you want make the laws of the universe work for you tune in every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific time 1 p.m. Eastern time on the voice America empowerment channel when is the last time you saw sparkles of life in your day each day holds a treasure the extra in the ordinary It is too easy to miss them because they're familiar and we take them for granted. If you want to add sparkle to your day, listen to Mighty Gems, spotlighting everyday jewels with Dee Lee. She offers a new way to view the world and to discover your own Mighty Gems in daily life. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. 
Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to The Self-Improvement Show. My guest today is Dr. Tony Rivera. Uh, We're talking about listening to the body and what it has to say to you about what's going on with it. In your exercises, Tony, you direct us to listen to the body without judgment or expectation. Now, I don't have too much trouble trying to listen to my body but I have trouble not judging it <laughs> or, or not having, or, you know, I try to tell it what to tell me. Talk about how we listen to the body. How does it speak to us? You said it speaks to us through sensations. What kind of sensations are we looking for and listening for? Well, the type of sensations, you know, it's interesting because people do have different levels of sensitivity. Um, Some people might be thought of or think of themselves as being too sensitive and want to shut it off. And other people say, well, I have a high pain tolerance, you know, so they're able to shut off easier. And the type of sensations is anything you're aware of. So... Many times people will go first to a place that's achy or sore or painful, so a negative sensation. And many times those are the places that are trying to get our attention more uh, in the moment. So a place that you've been noticing uh, gets sore frequently or um, aches or however that negative sensation shows up, it's really tapping you on the shoulder and saying, hey, just slow down for a minute and listen to me. And what we can do is to stop, sit, or lie down, close your eyes, and breathe into that place and become very aware of just noticing what's there instead of analyzing it or telling it how it should feel or telling it to stop it, which many people, that's the first thing they say is, you're okay, stop it, you know. Um, and it pops in my mind, many of us have experienced that as children. You know, you fall down and cry, and the parents go, oh, you're okay, get up. Yeah. <laughs> and exactly. we're kind of doing that to ourselves. And what we really need to do is just go, oh, I can feel that you're hurting right now. You're really feeling a pressure from within that is so irritating and it's causing, you know, da-da-da-da-da, and to be sympathetic and empathetic with ourselves, and not try to uh, say that you shouldn't or you couldn't or whatever that is. Just listen and observe, and that's the key to opening the door yeah, but many of us were brought up to, to believe that we had to put everybody else first. And when you do that, you don't have time to listen to your own body. And I'm wonder, I think I'm hoping that we've about outgrown that thought and that it's okay, that we, we're beginning to realize it's okay to take care of ourselves. I always think of put your, your own face mask on first on the airplane. <laughs> Well, it's true, and you know what is so amazing is that if you allow yourself to feel 
the hurt, to feel and notice when you've been insulted or, you know, your body's hurting or that your emotions are in pain, that, and then you can heal it or by just paying attention, it's healing and allowing yourself to have those emotions or those feelings. Uh, you know, it's funny in English, right? Feelings, physical feelings or emotional feelings. We use the same word. But... Um, by allowing ourselves to experience that negative, it opens the door to feeling the good. When you listen to your body's pains and aches and they heal, you'll actually start to be able to feel joy in your tissues and happiness in your body that is such a pleasurable sensation to be able to feel happy through your cells, you know. And, um, but we have to feel everything the ups and the downs, to be able to do that. But we want to be like Lucy and Peanuts. We want just ups and ups and ups and no downs. <laughs> One of Unfortunately, the things I love, life is duality. <laughs> yes. You, you, you have a chapter on the value of the self. I love this chapter. And in it, you state, it is said that if all women love the way they looked and accepted themselves as beautiful and worthy... Those are two real biggies, beautiful and worthy. The entire world economy would collapse. Explain what you mean by that. Well, you know, it's so amazing that uh, so many women, unfortunately, have this idea that to be presentable, to even go out of their house, they have to be made up. You know, they have to fix their face, if you will, and fix their hair as if there's something wrong with that natural look. And, um, okay, granted, maybe, you know, they're, the movie star with all the makeup on, you know, looks very different from when she's going to the grocery store without makeup. Uh, maybe even doesn't have to wear a disguise because she won't be recognized exactly. <laughs> without it. But if we can learn to accept ourselves as we really are, and if we didn't feel that we had to have it, I think people would be a lot looser about it. And it has been shown that the the beauty industry, oh, my goodness, it's linked into everything. And the world economy would collapse if we didn't feel like we had to imagine how many hundreds of thousands of dollars every woman spends on beauty products. You know, when you turn the when you turn television on at a strange time of day, you can often get and I don't do that very often. We just I just don't. But it's amazing how many times you come to a infomercial about something to do with beauty. And not long ago, I saw women who were learning to airbrush their faces. Oh my gosh. They're, they're, they're putting their makeup on with an airbrush, and I'm thinking, well, that's going to another level. Yes, they looked beautiful. I can imagine what I would look like when I had it in my hair and all of everything in the bathroom. But uh, I'm thinking, this is getting a little silly. It well, isn't I to have them. It's seen. very important to them to have that. It is. I've, I've seen in Puerto Rico women who actually got fully made up to go out windsurfing. Okay. Okay, that's interesting. It's ridiculous. You're going to end up, you know, now, of course, they make the waterproof things, but, you know, uh, you're going to end up with it all over you besides your board and your sail and everything else. But 
It's crazy. And as a matter of fact, some of these have harmful chemicals that are destructive to your skin and your body, and you know you're poisoning yourself when you use it. Um, but it doesn't say that on the label. Right, and we still believe that they wouldn't sell something that was hazardous. They, you know, whoever they are, but as we're finding out more and more, there's so many, so many oh, things. Oh, they will. <laughs> yes, they will, and the profit is their boss, not not the yeah. care and health of other people. So Greed overrules in many yeah, and, instances. And this is what we need to change in our world, right, is uh, that totally. focus on love and acceptance. Totally agree with you. Totally agree. When we're listening to our body and we're getting this information, you know, some of it's very subtle and it doesn't come to us in plain English, how do we know that what we're interpreting from our messages is accurate? How do we know that we're we're giving it the right spin? Understand That's that the- such a great question. Oh, my goodness, just working with some people this morning, uh, you know, people will jump so quickly to the end product of the information that they want, you know, that like the final question. And it's kind of like I was trying to explain, you know, in this relationship with, with tuning in with your body, we need to start slowly and um, whatever's coming like to ask simple questions and let it build and grow. And by doing that, you have less uh, chance of getting off course. So I always have people start with the physical sensation because, and not just saying, well, it hurts. Okay. Well, how does it hurt? And then by starting there, you can get a guide. Now, some people get pictures, which can be hard to interpret. But if you get a picture of something, if you talk with that image really slowly, like, what are you called? Where do you come from? You know, uh, what's your mission? You know, keeping it very short and small, not complicated, you'll get answers uh, that are brief. And that is the key. If you get answers or you start to, when you're fooling yourself, It'll be long sentences that are very complicated. And if that's what's happening, it's your brain taking over. It's your ego taking over. It's not your intuitive inner wisdom. The intuitive inner wisdom is very brief and succinct. So three to five words. <laughs> so that's one of the, the tests to know that you're on the right track is when the, the answers you're getting are short. Um, if you only get pictures, it does, it's a little more difficult than words because pictures need some type of interpretation. But I always go to, you know, how does it make you feel when you see that? And there's your guide, too, of uh, what's happening or where it's taking you is through what happens inside of you when you pay attention to that picture. So you're saying that when I asked my toe this morning what it meant that it hurt and all I got was fix it that that may be all there is that I need to do. Right. Now, then the next question, right, would be fix it. What is it that you want me to fix? Oh, I figured it wanted me to work on the callus. But But maybe not. Right, maybe not. And see, that's where we get into trouble is the ego mind, the intellectual mind, thinks it already knows. And then it can't get any new information. 
So it's to follow that line of curiosity, you know, so it says fix it. Well, fix what? And then see where it goes. You know, it might say, you know, it might say your shoes, but it might say your hip because you're changing the weight bearing on your leg. Or it might say, you know, that chair is making the hip, making the, you know, and it might be that the sensation is you're experiencing physically what is a representation of something that's happening in your life in another arena, you know, work, relationship, um, that kind of thing. So you have to ask more questions. So you have to ask and keep following it. Don't so what do you know. do is you say, so, you know, I've, I, I know I need to fix it. Um, show me how to fix it or, or you know, I've, I've done the work. I've removed the callus. Am I done? Is that the, is right, that the kind of questions see, that you ask? Well, but you see, you went right to the callus. And, you know, oh, it's well, like it could be 100,000 things. You say it says fix it. You say fix what? Well, yeah, gotcha. On that note, with my callus on my toe, we need to go to break. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Dr. Tony Rivera, saying stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to The Self-Improvement Show. My guest today is Dr. Tony Rivera. We're talking about her book, The Propelled Heart, Moving from Injury to Insight. And I have some really big questions for this last piece. We need another hour. Um, (laughs) But before we get into it, tell us how people can find you. Mm. Well, uh, the book, The Propelled Heart, Moving from Injury to Insight, is on Amazon.com. And um, if you just uh, put up there in the search engine, Propelled Heart, Tony, it comes right up, T-O-N-I. And then my website is my name, TonyLuisaRivera.com. So that's T-O-N-I-L-U-I-S-A-R-I-V-E-R-A.com. And I actually have free gifts on the website, a chapter to the book, which I feel is the most important chapter, and 
uh, free MP3 downloads of the exercises from the book. I only have a few up there so far, but I'm working on it to get all 17 exercises on the website free for people to take advantage of and hear my I want voice. You to, sign, to know I signed up for your newsletter so I could get these MP3s. They are the exercises are so well done. Uh, and you know, one of the things you say in, in many of your exercises, and I want to ask you about this, you're assuming that you're lying down, you say roll your head back and forth. Why, right. why do you have people do that? What, well, what happens so, with that? Well, it's very interesting. When you take that moment to go inside enough to gently roll the head it slows everything down and kind of stops all the extraneous thoughts of the day or the past or the future and brings you right to that moment and it's a touchstone you can notice how tight or loose either side is and then as you do the exercise when you go back to that when it's looser you really know depending on how much it's changed, how deep you've been able to to uh, connect with yourself. Interesting. Interesting. That's perfect. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> we, we, this is a very short segment, but touch on um, organ disease or system disorder as metaphor. Mm-hmm. We could spend a whole show on this one. Oh, it's so true. Metaphor is just so powerful. It's no mistake that we have so much, uh, and metaphor means it's a representation of something, when something represents something else. So we have a lot of metaphorical language, like, um, boy, she's a real pain in the neck, or, you know, that kind of thing um, that's in our languaging. But in our body, how, as I've been making that point of how it feels, is a representation of how you actually emotionally are feeling in your life. But with organ disease, usually some message has been missed somehow for a long time, so a disease develops. And if we look at the organ that's affected and a simple explanation of what that organ does and then a simple explanation of what the diagnosis is, of whatever the disease is, many times right there is the clue or cue to what needs to heal in your life. And um, I, as an example, I, I talk about myself with my thyroid disease, and when I discovered it was from the thymus, and the thymus is the organ in the baby that marks the immune cell so that the, the body knows what's me and what's not me. So when I have an invader, uh, my body can... Uh, address it, you know, surround it, attack it, whatever that is to heal myself. Well, my disease, it was my thymus. I didn't have any boundaries because of the sexual abuse. I had, I couldn't, it wasn't clear to save myself, you know, put that oxygen mask on myself before the other. I was confused about who was me, and that was leading to the um, thyroid disease, which was irritation and inflammation in the, I had hyperthyroidism, so overactive, where my organs were just running a thousand miles an hour, and I almost died several times uh, from that overactivity. And look at me, seventy people a day. Right, exactly. <laughs> right. Another so, question that could take another whole show. 
How important is love in the healing process? Mm, I think love is it, and love not only for ourselves but for other and and love for that which is greater than ourselves and trying to uh, establish a relationship with spirit or goddess god however you want to call that but that love is the attractive force that keeps the universe together and going and i feel that's how we can truly heal can you love. heal without it there is a certain level of healing that can happen without it, and I think complete healing is when we have that love within ourselves. Yeah. How can you tell? How can you convince people that it's okay to love themselves when they look at themselves and they don't think they measure up? Boy, it is a process, and it is not an easy one. So if anyone is resonating with that, you know, you're not alone. It's it's really the challenge of a lifetime sometimes uh, for many people to accept themselves and to learn to love themselves. And I know for myself it took years to go from inner self-talk of uh, telling myself how horrible I was to actually being able to say I love you to myself. Even when well, I make and mistakes. sometimes as children, we hear adults talking about us, and what you know, what a, a hurt that is when you, you, your parents are saying, "Well, she's stupid," or "He's, you know, he's totally uncoordinated," or whatever it is, leaves a permanent mark. Yeah, we have to be careful, really. What what young ones hear us say, you know, not only our own children, but they're so impressionable, and and. Um, they do absorb these messages and sometimes don't understand what's being referred to. They hear the words and take it to mean literally. Exactly. Um, yeah. Tell us very briefly about your workshops and how people can get to, to be a part of those. Well, the workshops, I am doing more and more online and uh, free is what I've oh. been doing, different topics, and my <laughs> newsletter would keep you apprised of those. And then here in Santa Fe, I'm hosting weekend workshops that are all about you learning your own unique intuitive signature, how your body, your emotions, your life is talking to you, and uh, helping you apply that in various avenues. So those uh, weekend workshops, my first one's the end of April. I have another one June, July, September. And um, on my website, my newsletter, that's the way to keep in touch. Um, so go to TonyLuisaRivera.com and sign Tony up for Louisa. the newsletter so you can have access to these things. What's the thought you'd like to leave with our listeners today, Tony? I would like to leave our listeners with the thought that your body is your greatest ally. Learn to listen to the messages it's giving you, it's sending you, and you will have greater health, happiness, and success in your life. Wonderful message. Um, pay attention, everybody. Pay attention. Tony, thank you so, so much for being with us today. I think you've given us some insights that some of us may not have heard before, and I'm so grateful for it. Mm. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's been a great pleasure. We'll have to do it again. I would love to. 
<laughs> this is Irene Conlon and my guest, Dr. Tony Rivera, saying thank you so much for being with us today. Come back again next week for more of the Self-Improvement Show. Thank you again for joining Dr. Irene Conlon for the Self-Improvement Show. Please listen again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember that improvement out there starts in here.